Welcome to The Wrap, a weekly podcast about women's sports news and the big stories. Every episode, we'll cover what's happened over the weekend, a favourite story, and what to watch in the coming week. My name is Chloe Dalton. I'm an Olympic gold medalist in rugby sevens and an AFLW player. I'm joined by my co-host, Millie Dawson. Millie is an athlete manager who works with some of Australia's top female athletes. Our aim is to share the stories of female athletes and to make news and highlights about women's sport accessible. Hey, Mills. Hi, Chloe. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. We uh, have just gone to see the screening of Girls Can't Surf. What did you think? I There was a whole lot of emotion. I kind of went on a bit of an emotional roller coaster, to be honest. I kind of went from laughing to crying. It's full of emotion, but it's incredible and... It gives you a lot of context of the surf industry and a lot that I didn't know and mm. um, how far it's come and to think that, you know, it was going for five decades before they achieved, uh, achieved gender um, pay equality mm. is mind boggling. Um, but at the same time, to think that there's so many sports that don't have um, pay equality is even more ridiculous. So, um, yeah, a huge shout out to all the um, women in that film and the others that obviously we're part of the industry, but uh, weren't included in that film. But yeah, they they did a lot for the sport and it was really incredible to watch. Yeah, that's what I loved seeing about it. There was a point in the doco where they actually refused to go out and compete because a lot of the time the women were told that they had to surf on the, when the surf was horrible, they had to go out and surf. And there was a moment where they actually sat on the beach and refused to go out. And I think moments like that took, took a huge amount of courage from these women like Pam Burridge and Pauline Mensa, who we got to chat to last week on The Wrap, that now has allowed the incredible athletes like Steph Gilmore, Tyler Wright, Sally Fitz, all of these incredible female servers who are now top 10 in the world easily yeah. to achieve what they do, get paid equally to the men's, have sponsorship deals and have all of these things yeah. that they can now achieve, which is really cool. Yeah, and also that to see, um, I guess, the impact that Australian women had in the industry over that time. Mm. There's so many Australians in it. Um, it made me just so proud to be an Australian um, and to watch those women. Yeah, it's absolutely. Have to, um, have to recommend it to, uh, for people to go and watch it. Whether you're a guy or a girl, I think it's, it was an incredible one to watch. Coming up on today's episode, we'll be joined by Laura Peel. So she's the first ever Australian to win two aerial skiing world championships. But before that, let's take a look around the grounds. A huge day on Saturday at the Sydney Track Classic. Uh, firstly, Nina Kennedy set a new national record in the pole vault, clearing a jump of 4.82 metres, which is huge. This is also a qualifying jump for the Tokyo Games, which is incredible. At just 20 years of age, Riley Day has also qualified for Tokyo in the 200 metres. She ran a time of 22.77 seconds. That's that is quick. so quick. <laughs> Um, Jenny Blundell is now the new 5,000 metre national champion, running a time of 15 minutes 25 seconds 0.84 wow that was a bit of a tongue twister um that's over just over three minutes splits so like what we were talking about last week that is very quick when i had uh jessica hull on the podcast she taught me how to do the lingo we might have to get her to come back on the on the time reading out because i could yeah, not do that, that. Was a lot. 15 25 84 do you just say all the numbers yeah maybe jess we need your help <laughs> I butchered that one. <laughs> Australia's best discus thrower, Danny Stevens, made her comeback after a neck injury. So it's her second comp in two and a half years. 
So she went out there wanting to throw over 60 metres and she threw a 63.36 metres. We've got all the numbers in here today. Um, Congrats, Danny. Really good to see you back in action. And Liz Clay continues to dominate, taking out another win in the 100 metre hurdles, running a time of 12.88 seconds. So um, hats off to Liz Clay. She's just killing it this season. Killing it. In basketball news, Australian Liz Cambridge has re-signed with the Las Vegas Aces in the WNBA. Yeah, so the 29-year-old received a medical exemption um, last year and set out the 2020 campaign. Um, Instead, uh, actually won a WNBL championship with the Southside Flyers back here um, in Australia, which is really great. So she's had a pretty incredible career so far in the WNBA. She still holds the record that she broke in 2018 when she was playing with the Dallas Wings the most points scored in one game with 53 points. So she is just a boss lady getting it done over there. So keen to see what she continues to do uh, back with the Aces in the WNBA. So Chloe, Australian basketball legend, and I know you're a big fan of hers, Lauren Jackson (laughs) has um, just been named as one of four finalists for the 2021 Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, so Lauren's already in the Basketball Australia, Sport Australia and the US Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, um, looking at the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. So it's located obviously over in the US in Springfield, Massachusetts, and it's a pretty historic location. Um, It's an independent organization that's all about promoting, preserving and celebrating the game of basketball. And I think there's more than 400 inductees and over 40,000 square feet of basketball history. And that's considered the home of basketball. So a, a pretty big honor. Um, and being nominated into that Hall of Fame is considered the greatest honor in US basketball. So good luck to Lauren. Yeah, the entire class of 2021 uh, for the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame will be unveiled on May 16th this year. How exciting. World Rugby has just confirmed this year that the Women's Rugby World Cup in New Zealand has been officially postponed to 2022. Yeah, this one was some pretty disappointing news to hear. I know there was a lot of girls who I've had the chance to play with who were really looking forward to representing Australia for the Wallaroos at the World Cup in New Zealand and looking at um, the way that New Zealand's handled COVID. They've obviously done such a good job, but there are a few barriers in place to getting countries from all around the world to come and play against each other. It's a tricky one when you look at um, 15 aside rugby for women. A lot of the girls don't get to Uh, have the opportunity to be professional athletes. I know for us as sevens, we get to be full-time. So they've still allowed some of the sevens tournaments to go ahead this year, but there are a lot of logistical issues with getting all of the teams together and getting girls to take time off work. So really disappointing for those girls, um, but hoping that that extra time that they now have to prepare for 2022 means that they can have a good crack at um, taking out the title. Yeah, definitely. So looking at the National Touch League, uh, the NTLs, for the locals, uh, the South Queensland Sharks went up against the Sydney Scorpions in the Open Women's Finals. Yeah, so the scores were actually tied for all coming into the last few minutes of the game. Um, but Hinarangi Andreasan uh, found Danny Davis and, and threw the ball to her um, and she was able to score that winning try in the final two minutes of the game, which was great. And finally, in the AFLW, big upset. Brisbane have beaten the previously undefeated Collingwood by four points. So they've really announced themselves as serious premiership contenders as if few teams at the top there. It's getting heated. Let's take a look at the key story. In the W League, Michelle Heyman um, headed a goal home in the 54th minute to write her name in W League's history books, overtaking Sam Kerr as the outright all-time leading scorer with 71 goals. So not only did she take the record, uh, the scores were tied again at two apiece in the final minute of the game and Heyman slid the ball past the Perth Glory goalkeeper 
to seal a 3-2 win for Canberra United. So she's extended her record to 72 goals. So congrats to Michelle. That's an incredible achievement. Now for the presser. A big week for one of Australia's top winter athletes, Laura Peel. Last Wednesday, Laura competed in the Freestyle Aerial Skiing World Championships over in Kazakhstan and took out the win for the second time in her career with a huge 106.46 points. Mills, can you give us a bit of background for those who don't know a lot about aerial skiing and those who haven't watched Lydia Lassler's amazing uh, documentary, The yeah. Will to Fly? So freestyle <laughs> aerial skiing is wild, and if you haven't ever watched this sport, I would highly recommend um, looking up videos just to see how crazy this sport is. So it started as a combination of alpine skiing and acrobatics, and it involves jumping off a kicker, which is essentially a snow ramp, and performing a number of flips and twists before landing back on the ski slope. For context, aerial skiers can travel up to 70 kilometers per hour down the ramp, which propels them approximately 17 meters into the air, and they still manage to land on their two feet or two skis on a steep ski slope. Blows my mind. I just don't get it. That's amazing. Um, Australia does have a pretty incredible history of women who've paved the way in this sport. So if we, we look at the surfing docker that we just watched, some incredible women, but in the aerial skiing, women like Jackie Cooper, Alyssa Camplin and Lydia Lassala made massive runs in that sport and had incredibly successful careers. Laura is one of only a few females who are currently competing with triple somersaults. Uh, we actually managed to have a chat to the world champ after her win. Laura, firstly, congratulations on becoming the first ever Australian two-time aerials world champion. You completed one of the most difficult jumps ever performed by a female competitor, a full, 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 a triple twisting, triple back somersault to take the win. Can you tell us what all those words mean and what it felt like when you landed that jump? Well, thanks so much for having me and thank you. It was an absolutely incredible day yesterday taking the win. Um, as you said, I competed a back full, full, full. So it's a triple somersault with a full twist in each flip. Wow. It was only the second time I've competed that jump and it's a new trick for me this season. So I've really been working on pushing my difficulty. And I think yesterday in the final was probably the best that I've ever done that jump. So I'm just so stoked. And there's been some absolutely incredible aerial skiers who have come before me and and paved the way so to be up there with those names is pretty special it's so incredible how much courage does it take to do a jump of that difficulty in a final knowing how much pressure there is to land that jump yeah i mean there's definitely some fear involved um and then you add the pressure of the competition but we had the plan to do that jump a long time ago. It's what we've been working towards. So I don't think I would have been satisfied if we finished the day and I hadn't competed that jump. So, yeah, I just wanted to lay it all out there. And, yeah, I mean, obviously in the end it went well. Yeah, very well. Uh, how do you prepare when things on the day might be completely out of your control, like the weather, the wind, or how the other competitors have performed so far? Yeah, well, I mean, the weather is a huge part of our sport. Obviously, it's an outdoor sport and any sort of wind or snow or here in Kazakhstan, it's actually been quite warm. So we've got some pipes in the jump that we fill with dry ice to keep the jumps nice and hard so we can actually get off them well. So the weather's constantly changing and we always have to adapt to that. And I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges in the sport. Um, in terms of other athletes, I really just try to Stay in my bubble on comp day and I, I know what my plan is going in. 
I just try to execute my jumps as best I can. You're um, currently chatting with us um, from a gondola as you head up to watch um, <laughs> some other people compete. Yeah. Um, can you tell us once once you've finished um, over there what the rest of this year looks like with the Winter Olympics less than a year away now? Yeah, it's definitely creeping up. It seems to come around quickly. Mm-hmm. But um, I've been away from Australia now for almost nine months. So wow. we have one final World Cup event on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'll be heading back home. So I'm really excited to be back on home soil and enjoy some downtime and start to get in shape for next year. Training hard on the water ramp. So we actually practice our jumps into a big swimming pool before taking them to snow and then i'll probably head back over to europe to Kimi. very exciting um thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat today can't wait to see what you get up for the two for the rest of the year and really looking forward to watching you in the winter olympics next year thanks so much for having me so since chatting with laura based on overall points across the season she's actually also taken out the world cup crystal globe title for the second year in a row in kazakhstan over the weekend and laura is the first aussie to win the crystal globe and world championships double since Alyssa camplin in 2003 so a huge congrats to laura for an incredible season and looking forward to seeing her next year in the winter olympics you what to watch this week our AFLW matchup for the weekend, top of the ladder, Fremantle Dockers take on the Melbourne Demons on Sunday at 6.10pm. And in Rugby League, our matchup for round two of the Harvey Norman Cup is the West Tigers versus North Sydney Bears um, on Sunday at 10.15am. Oh my. <laughs> Lions and Tigers. Oh, my. I like that one. Sorry, I was a bit slow. and that's the wrap thanks so much for joining us for another weekly hit of women's sports news let us know what you think and what you want to hear more of if you liked it hit the subscribe button and send it on to one more person you think will benefit from it the wrap will drop every tuesday morning wherever you get your podcasts to cover the big achievements a favorite story and what to watch in the coming week My interviews with top female athletes will be dropping every fortnight on a Thursday. You can find us on Instagram at The Female Athlete Project. See you next week, Chloe. See you then, Mills. You.